thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Nailed it. Yeah, I did. Hello, people. Wake up and smile. Everybody, wake up. It's been like a whole day since I've been here. So you could hold me. In fact, 24 hours ago, I was here. So this is Jamie Grace. Her song, It's a Beautiful Day. Yeah, it is, people. Even though it was raining all day today. There's something about the way. Yeah, it does. I can never get enough of you. This feeling can't be wrong. I'm about to get my worship on. Take me away. It's a beautiful day. Hello, Sean, Gina. Hello. Whoever else is out there watching. Thank you guys for coming in. So appreciate it this Friday night. Yeah, I do. When trouble seems to rain on my dreams, it's not a big, not, not a big deal. deal. Let it wash all the bugs off my windshield, cause you're showing me that in you I'm free. And you're still the refuge that I and just I'm got to get to. So I won't <laughs> let it take yeah, I am. go. Don't let a day go by. So put the drop top down, turn it up, I'm ready the to drop fly. Down. And ooh, there's something about the way your sun shines on my face. It's a love so true, I can never get enough of you. Uh-huh. This feeling can't be yeah. wrong. I'm about to get my worship on. Take me away. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I think Periscope's having issues tonight. That's what Bearface said. You'll always be the beautiful I sing about. And there's something about the way. Your love shines on my face. On my face. Oh no, I can never get enough of you. This feeling can't be wrong. I'm about to get my worship on. Mm-hmm. I'm sing a brand yeah, new I am. song. Yeah, I'm about to get my worship on. Take, Take me away, away on this beautiful day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful day. I could do it higher, but I'm not going to. <laughs> All right, people. So that's what we're going to do. Okay, I know that Periscope's having issues tonight, but whatever. That's okay. We don't care because you know what? We're broadcasting on like a whole bunch of other places too. Yeah, we are. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Periscope, where else are we? We're on Twitch and, and Mixer. Correct. And Mixer. And I didn't even look at my list tonight to remind myself. 
Mm-hmm. So, here's what we're going to do. Tonight, we're actually doing something completely different. Well, not completely different. We're doing, um, we're going to do open phones tonight. Yeah, we are. We are going to let people call in and talk to us. Randall Pandlebearface is going to put up the phone number on our screen somewhere. And, um, and then people are going to be able to call in and talk to us. I believe... Oh, wait. I shouldn't have done that. Hold on. Yeah, you've got an echo going on. <laughs> I forgot. I should probably plug that back in. Wait, hold on. I'm I believe I've challenged. added it to the end of our ticker. So after okay, the uh, shop being our Amazon should be the phone. I think it'd be better if you just put it like on the screen. Take our names out or something. And put call in now. Maybe. Call now, people. Let's see. Do it. Call in. You know you want to talk to no, Bareface. No, it did, didn't work. So. Oh, didn't work, huh? All right, so. Might right. just have to put the phone number up. Yeah, I'll do it another way then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let me take that off of there. You're going to go to Twitch? Okay. Chon is going to Twitch. <laughs> All right, so let's see. If you're on um, YouTube, I see there's some of you over there. Put your, like, show us, tell us who you are. That way I know who you are. If I know you're there. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow, tomorrow night, the Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation. Uh-huh. The end is near. Uh, wait, is that what it says? No, it says the end. Todd Hampson is going to be our guest unless, you know, something happens and he has to cancel at the last minute. I hope not, because we've been promoting this all week. Um, and I'm going to give away a copy of this book tomorrow night. Look at that. It's this thick. Yep. And on the back of it, it says, Everything you wanted to understand about the book of Revelation explained. Yeah, it is. Um, in, the, in the final book of the Bible, if, if the final book of the Bible has ever left you scratching your head, or wondering what to make of plagues, and Horseman, your friendly nonprofit, is here to help <laughs> you read Revelation as never before. Full of fascinating content and engaging graphics, you'll find this a user-friendly guide to the Apostle John's prophecies about the last days. This concise and appealing study removes the fear factor and demystifies the capstone book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Provides biblical clarity about the key events in the end times. Yep. Helps reclaim your hope, confidence, and joy in the promised future. And the Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation offers informative study tools for understanding Bible prophecy and applying its practical truths to your life today, people. Mm -hmm. The last days are nearer than ever before. There's no better time to understand the present in light of history's final outcome. So, tomorrow night, people! Can't wait! It's going to be fun! It's going to be fun. Todd is great. You you are going to love Todd. If you've never seen Todd, you're going to you really enjoy him. Um, and this book, too, is just loaded with, like, fun cartoons and, and stuff. I mean, you can't really see them all, but I will try to hold up. It's hard to hear you with the book between you and the microphone. It's tried to, yeah. But So there's all these fun cartoons and pictures throughout, you know. So this is really a book for adults that you could look at. It's fun. You see that? Isn't that great? Yeah, it is. Look at that. You know, I'm tempted to not give you, you this book. 
I'm tempted to auction this book off on eBay. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so tomorrow night. Join me. It's going to be fun. And if you are an archive watcher and you don't show up live, you're not going to have a chance to win that book. So you got to be live, people. And Barb is over on YouTube. Uh, and probably somebody else we know. By the way, if you have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, then we're looking towards a thousand subscribers, which would be super awesome. We've been told we should have way more than that, but of course we don't. Uh, you know, whatever. But if you want to go over to Bible News Radio, put YouTube.com in front of that. That's our YouTube channel. Robert W2B. Okay, thank you for joining us as well. Oops, wait a minute. Okay. And Mia, my superhero paramedic friend, is here. And my Luke bear is over there. By the way, see how buff I'm getting from playing so much pickleball, people? Yeah, see that? Yeah, I got middle-aged flab, but I'm, you know, I also got some muscle there, too. <laughs> All right. Okay, so tonight's topic is news, but what we're going to start out with is we're going to start out with this article. Um, we are? Well, from the Mission America. Isn't that yeah. what you named our show? Yeah, I was still working on... Uh, the phone number? Yeah, but let me... Okay, Bareface is... is let, me, let me go ahead. Oh, you well, don't have to put up the thing. I can just read it, you know. Well, we, can, we can do it. Okay, I'm going to wait. My nose itches now, of course. Has your nose ever itched in front of people you don't know? There it is, people. All right, this was actually written by my friend Linda Harvey, I believe, over on her website, missionamerica.com. By the way, this is one of the best websites to get any information off uh, concerning the homosexual lobby uh, or culture. Linda has been on the front, front lines of this for, for a long time. Like, ever since I've been doing this show, she's been doing this. And people hate her on the LGBT community in the... In the um, <laughs> in the well in the, in the LGBT lobby they hate her because she exposes the truth and uh, you know she she takes it on the chops though I tell you but anyway listen to this the occult roots of drag identity men who dress as women love Halloween and not just for the costuming opportunities they are often keenly attuned to the dark spirits of the season and willing to do their bizarre depraved bidding. It's one more reason to keep vulnerable children away from homosexual gender indoctrination sessions, quote, drag, unquote, tutorials, and parents excluded, quote, safe sex discussions at your local library. These wicked people are eagerly seducing and grooming children right under our eyes if we let them. Drag queens are a scary presence for little kids. The young mesmerized faces hearing the allegedly inclusive lessons and watching the sexual gyrations tell the real story. Yeah, they do. Something strange in this neighborhood and youngsters get it, even if their clueless parents giggle and nod alongside the corrupted librarians. The truth is gender benders, public readings, and sexualized performances are often influenced by an otherworldly realm. It turns out that many drag identifiers follow paganism, witchcraft, 
or Satanism. They don't even try to hide this close connection. And this is so true. For instance, in a recent tweet, the Church of Satan said, We can confirm that there are a lot of satanic drag queens, and they are fabulous. And the San Francisco-based Satanic Temple is made up of most, mostly LGBTQ identifiers, even, even holding a pink mass at times. A movie made about the group is called Hail Satan, where the leaders say they'll fight Christian conservatives to the death. Uh-huh. Are they serious about following Satan? Who knows and who cares? Anyone who adopts his name is tragically fair game. Satan will exploit and manipulate these fools to his heart's desire, and they may never know it. A drag-devil partnership is popping up everywhere. There are reports of Austin, Texas area drag followers engaging in occult rituals, including black masses in public parks to, quote, hex two city council members, courageous people who publicly objected to the perverted story hours at the local public libraries, and a church in Chula Vista, California was vandalized in September with satanic symbols. Some of the members had spoken out against the local drag queen event. This doesn't reflect well on the themes of love and acceptance that drag queens insist motivate their events. Anna Bohotch, I guess that's how you say it, I don't know. The 500 Mom Strong Leader, quote, wrote about this movement. Long gone are the caricatures of drag queens as clownishly quaint entertainment for a subgroup of subgroup of sexually isolated fetish followers. Nowadays, they want, nay, they demand that you openly declare your support for their, desi their desires, which is focused like a laser beam on your children. In Long Beach, California in 2017, a photo surfaced of a devil-horned library presenter who one homosexual website dubbed a satanic goddess. Quickly dismissed as a joke, one has to ask, so what? Does any discerning parent want someone to read books to their children or do anything with our kids who dresses like a freak and jokes about such serious matters? The me, um, yeah. Let's, um, just to know that, let me try to get myself here on the screen. Just so folks know what we're talking about in that case, or the, you know, the other. Let's um, let's go ahead and look at this individual that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Let me get it up here. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. If I had a child, I would not let them see that. Mm -mm. Yeah, and the books there, just, I don't know, right. the book is open, but the books on the table are families, 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 mm. which, which basically the book that says love defines a family. It doesn't matter, you know, they come in all shapes and sizes and genders and whatever, but love is what defines a family. And then the other book on the right side, if you can't read it, is Not All Princesses Dress in Pink which is a gender-bending book. And so, mm. and I don't know what book is being read there by this. Yeah, I can't see it. Devil-horned so. whatever. Yeah. Man in drag. It's pretty bad, people. With horns, flowers, and just the, it's just creepy. It would be one thing if this was just at Halloween they did this, but it's not. It's like other times of the year, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you want me to finish reading this? Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. Oh, so, it goes, yeah. on, goes on to say here, 
The weapons of their warfare are not carnal indeed, but neither are ours, and ours are far mightier. Praise God, there are believers in Christ who continue to oppose these depraved events, and in the end, our side wins. Count on it. But in the meantime, parents must keep speaking out and standing up, and more are doing so every day. Families also need discernment to understand how commonplace and mainstream sorcery has become and how likely it is your children will come face-to-face -face with these practices in their everyday lives. At least one and a half million Americans are witches and pagans, according to some reports, which is comparable to the membership of the Presbyterian Church USA. Note, they're not saying that the Presbyterian Church, Presbyterian Church USA are all witches and stuff, but just saying. Um, wise, wise. Also, I would say, let's see here. What was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, this just says children. I would add grandchildren because I know a lot of you have grandchildren. Um, so just so you know. Current politics drives some occult activities with LGBTQ identifiers often leading the charge. Hexes and curses against conservative political figures have become common since the 2016 election. One article described the new hexing trend. Dakota Brick Somebody, a 29-year-old transgender queer witch and co-owner of Catlin Books and Witch Shop in Brooklyn, is pleased with the outcome of the ritual hex placed on U.S. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh in October of 2018. Another man... Michael Hughes has been organizing witchcraft rituals to bind Donald Trump since 2017 and is so and is doing so this year, a week before Halloween, which would be like this week. So those who claim Halloween is just about candy and costumes need to think again. It is shaping up as a significant force and not in a positive direction. Around the country this October, there were numerous drag queen story events with Halloween themes. Tucson for all ages, Dallas, Atlanta, Riverside, California, where I grew up, Philadelphia, St. Petersburg, and Ames, Iowa, and all ages drag show where children could perform if they wanted, received substantial community pushback, good for them, but apparently there's a new venue for child propaganda sessions, college campuses, Michigan State University recently held a drag event for little children and some students. And just as we've been alerting parents, it was time timed to coincide with coming out day on October 11th. So the goal of these female impersonators was clearly to influence minor children to embrace and then announce a homosexual or gender confused identity. Female impersonators, right? So that ugly thing that you saw earlier, that's, that's impersonating a female? I'm sorry, but hello people. I am a real female. Yeah, I am. I have beautiful blonde hair, beautiful blue eyes. I have a bust that is robust. That was supposed to be funny. <laughs> I have a girl's body, just saying. I got little hands. I have a cute little nose. I have lips that lipsticks looks good on. Yeah. So that's kind of an insult to call that like a woman impersonator to me, but whatever. Why was this allowed at a publicly funded institution? Yet... The red flags didn't end there. One of the transvestites introduced the MSU Act um, by discussing male crossing dress by discussing male cross dressing through the ages. He said, whether it's gestures or shaman, every culture has this experience of getting into costume. Um, let's see here. A shaman is essentially a witch doctor. 
So once again, the cult influence in drag venues keeps rearing its ugly head. Why should people care? It's a matter of keeping our children away from spiritual and sexual risk. Predatory adults have some very noticeable traits. They manipulate situations where they can be close to children and they have few or no boundaries, sexual, social, or spiritual. Drag queens insist on close contact with other people's children mm -hmm. and instantly dismiss parental or taxpayer concerns. Should we trust these people? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. And this Halloween, if we fall for their deception, it's a huge trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to tweet this article out. I think I can do that. Yeah, let's see here. I'm going to tweet it out on my Bible News Radio Twitter. And then you guys can read that and share it out. All right, Bareface. Uh, okay, so what, what did... Um, <laughs> that's funny that's a, that's a that's a big yeah it is thing yeah it shouldn't be oh it's <laughs> let me turn that off for now we're we're taking a risk here people yeah we are by opening our phone to you people complete strangers no i'm just kidding not all of you are all right let's see here I'm going to go over to Twitch and see if there's any comments or anything. What do you guys think of this? I mean, you know, do you do you agree with Linda who wrote that? Or do you, um, uh, let's let's talk about, let's talk about Halloween and, and the dressing up thing. And, and are you as a Christian going to go celebrate Halloween? Do you hand out Halloween? Do you hand out, I mean, do you hand out, do you, you know what I mean? Do you hand out candy? Does your church participate? And do you think that this is a good thing if they do or don't? Uh, I personally don't. I don't. I think churches uh, are conforming to the world, frankly, when they do um, trunk or tree or, um, you know, other stuff like that. I just, I've always been against Halloween, period. Even before I was a believer, I was against it. Um, but I understand why they do it, you know. Um, I mean, my church is is a Baptist church. <laughs> And we've been collecting candy all month so that they can give it out to the kids on, you know, Halloween. It's not Halloween. It's what, the harvest thing? I mean, it's it's the same stinking thing, people. It's, it, it is. And I, I understand the logic. I don't, I just don't agree with it. I just don't agree with it. I think it goes against the word of God personally. But anyway, okay, that works. Want to go with that? That works. Okay, let me finish typing hello, people. You're, you're gonna write hello people somewhere yeah okay all right so that was and now the now the ticker's being weird all okay right. so this is the only way we can get you to call in is by having you do all that stuff uh, using <laughs> zoom for now yeah we got to use zoom uh we were we were gonna try to do something different but it didn't quite didn't quite work out the way that we thought it was gonna and if nobody calls in then that'll be sad because we're actually being, you know, we want you to call in. We want to have a conversation with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you're a mom and you have kids, you know, or, you know, even if you're not a mom, you know, if you're a dad and you have kids and you want to call in, um, that would be, that would be great. 
and just share, you know, open our eyes. Also, I want to share this with you too. Uh, last couple days ago, I shared my thoughts about racism, or at least what I thought was some frustration I was seeing with some racism. And I only got one negative comment. It's over on my Bible News Radio Facebook page. I um, answered it. Um, the person didn't actually, I don't think that they, they actually really listened to what I said because I was like, what? Uh, so, you know, we can talk about that. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. So I can't tell if anybody's calling in. Um, but. I should be able to. Yeah? Okay. So, uh, yeah, just let me know because if they do, then I can't hear them unless I put the headset in. And I, I really don't like wearing the headset unless I have to. Because then I hear myself twice as loud in my head because of the microphone. Uh, so the phone number is 646-8. Oh, yeah. You're missing a number. Yeah. Hmm. What happened there? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Let me... Um, let Bareface fix that. Fix that. <laughs> He'll fix that, and then if you want to call in, then you can do that, uh, and then you can, you know, weigh in yeah, on, on stuff. Yeah, something happened when, uh, when the word rap. Yeah. Okay, so you get it? Okay, so 646-876-9923 is the number, and then you got to put in the nine numbers. That's the access code, 231-989-857. Um, and this is just for tonight. Yeah, it's just for tonight. We'll probably use a different one later because this is it. So um, if anybody calls in, then uh, then we can talk. I see two people over on Twitch. Is that you and Sean? Oh, Sean's back over on Periscope. Um, and... Twitch, I see one viewer. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's weird. I see two. Uh, well, users in chat are the broadcaster and Commander Root. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So this is specifically calling in. You're not going to be on video or anything. Just call on on the phone if you have a phone, which you clearly have a computer because we're only seen on computer. Yeah, we are. Okay. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, I want to share with you another news article, which Randall can share if he wants or doesn't. Well, no, actually, I'll just share this headline. Cross still standing after tornado destroys Texas church. After nine confirmed tornadoes ripped through the city of Dallas and its surrounding areas on Sunday night, one church is celebrating God's kindness despite catastrophic damage. The EF3 tornado snapped trees and power lines around Northway Church, knocked off their AC units, and shred parts of their roof over the worship center. But still standing amid the destruction, unmoved, was a wooden cross. Yeah, there was. It says here, as I sit today in the chaos of what used to be our worship center, I took comfort in the symbolic reminder that the cross of Jesus still stands. Shea Sumlin, uh lead pastor of Northway Church said in a Facebook post, according to Faithwire, the church is not a building, but a people who stand on the confession that Jesus is the Christ and against which not even the gates of hell nor an EF3 tornado will prevail. Matthew 16. Thankfully, no one was hurt or killed during the tornado, despite the cleaning crew still remaining inside the church. Wow. 
Um, Northway has committed to helping their neighbors rebuild, too. The twister caused extensive damage to surrounding elementary and middle schools, as well as several homes in the area. Our facility is going to be fine, Sumlin said to Fox 4 News. It's just the devastation in the community around us. Our prayers are with them. We want to make sure our members are taken care of and that we rally together to serve the needs of our communities at this time. It feels like a war zone. We need the saints to rally together and serve the community. Northway will host service opportunities for its members to clean and begin repairs on their building. They also plan to serve dinner from their parking lot on Wednesday to the thousands of residents who still do not have power. Wow. Even though our building may be broken, our church is as whole and alive as we have ever been. It's also a great picture of Christ's promised presence with his people in the midst of trial and suffering. So that's a great story. Not that the damage took place, but, you know, I like to see the the good attitude of, of um, you know, believers witnessing to the, you know, to the rest of the community. Because, you know, how many of you out there think that you're the only believer, that, that you only hang out with believers and pretty much everybody you know are believers, just so you know it's not true? <laughs> Even the people that you think are believers, not all of them are. Just so you know. Okay. Has anybody called in yet? I don't believe so. <laughs> okay. What? Hello, people. Hey, we're opening the lines for you to call up. So you can call us now. Yeah, you can. Okay. So while we're waiting for one brave soul to call, um, <laughs> I will uh, remind everybody that our show is sponsored by Ariel Ministries. Yeah, it is. A-R-I-E-L dot org is our sponsored uh, for this show. They have uh, been very good to us, this ministry. Um, I think their their reward in heaven is great. They have never, ever, ever uh, condemned us in any way. They've never attacked anything that we put on our show. They've literally just supported what we do. And... You know, that's great because I can tell you I've had other people try to advertise on my show that, that um, well, I've had guests that refuse to come on my show because we support the gay, you know, we support exposing the gay agenda and things like that. Ariel has never done that. They, they have just supported what Randall and I do and they gave our audience a 20% off coupon code, which I believe is the only place they have ever done that um, to, to us. Uh, they have invested in this show for the last three years, um, believing in us and uh, and actually venturing into social media, which ministries like Ariel don't really do a whole lot of. Uh, they're very old school in their approach. And so, you know, do us a favor and support Ariel because they support us. And if you're somebody that doesn't actually donate to our show, this is a good way to donate to our show because <laughs> it shows them that our viewers support our sponsor. And, uh, so please do that. Also, uh, if you want to donate directly to us, you can do that at our website, biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. Uh, the PayPal button is there, or there's an address you can send a gift to whatever the Lord lays on your heart. That's cool. We believe, you know, I, um, you know, I, I have to tell you, God is good. He continually, surprises me how he gives to us you know and you think about how he gives to you too by the way um today i was i was playing pickleball this morning and uh 
my friend Mike, FBI agent, uh, was kicking my butt, people. <laughs> I mean, he was just picking on me. I think I might even have a bruise on my arm. Do I? Is there? Is it there? I got hit with the pickleball right around there. Well, anyway, man. A little bit. Yeah, he just whacked okay. me. I kept, I mean, uh, well, anyway, I could, I'm could. i going to bless my partner that I was playing with. But what I will say is, is it was a challenging day on the court. We've got somebody who's called in. Really? Yeah. Should we make him wait? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but what well, what I was going to say though is, let me just finish the thought. Is that um, I had um, two of my friends come up to me and say, "Hey, you know what? We saw your need for your dog, and you know we love you, and we're going to give you some money to help you uh, pay off that that huge, ridiculously sized vet bill." <laughs> so we we were good with that. Okay. All right. So. Uh, we we have never done this before, so we're risking this, people. So, <laughs> so Randall's got the switchboard, so I can't uh, see anything. Uh. Caller, are you there? Hello. Uh huh. Yeah, we can. Can you hear me? Uh huh. Yep, we can. This is Barb. How are you? Did you say Barb? Yes, it's Barb. I think there's a delay. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, delay. Barb. How you doing? I'm fine. I'm breaking the ice and trying to uh, get you other people to call in. I really don't have anything to say. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm calling to break the ice. You're calling what? I'm calling to break the ice so other oh. people feel comfortable calling in. <laughs> so can we tell everybody who you are or at least like a little sure. bit about you? Okay, so this this is this is Barb. She recently discovered our show when I talked about um, the ha uh, Doug Hagman's uh, Joe's son, J Doug, Joe Hagman dying. Um, and she was like, I can't believe that you've been out there for so long and we didn't know you. I was like, yeah, I know we're hidden. <laughs> um, but she has been very generous towards me and Randall. And so, uh, and, and I love your, your sense of humor. She's so funny. So. No, no. Yes. Yes, you are. You're very funny and very generous well, too. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Well, well I'm cutting you off at the knees now because we're broke. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Well, okay. So, what did you think of the 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 occult roots of the drag story, or you know, or the Halloween issue? I mean, I know that you you have a very interesting background, and um, you know, we would love to hear what you think about. I would. I I actually would love to hear what you think. You know, I worked in a hospital for almost forty years, and there's a um, high percentage of uh, gay people in the hospital, uh, nurses and so on. And uh, I got along very well with them, but that was about 20 years ago. And in the course of the 20 years now, they've gotten so militant. Mm -hmm. um, they were always respectful with me. And so, you know, uh, there was really nothing to complain about. But recently I, I had a tenant, and though he was a Christian, you know, he came in and um, he was constantly testing me to see if I would accept him. Mm -hmm. And then it was just a hard time for him. And I guess he went back into the lifestyle. He was trying to avoid that. And once he did, this militancy took over again. Mm -hmm. And it was just really something to see. It was very sad. Do you think so that's my major complaint now. 
Yeah. Do you do you think that there are demons attached to the homosexual lobby? That's a blunt question. Oh, I, I would say it was a principality, probably more than a demon. Yeah. Wow. Uh, one of those bigger entities. Yeah. Now, what about? And it's got. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. Oh no! I'm waiting for your question. No, I was just gonna. Yeah. I was just gonna ask about Halloween. What do you think about churches and how they do Halloween? I have a mixed thing here. I think we should, with the kids, I think with the adults, you should really raise an issue and be forceful about it. With the kids, you know, when you forbid something and they don't really understand, Mm -hmm. it becomes more enticing. Right. And so this is delicate. You have to, you know, don't make the kids feel like they're being punished. Right. It's not their fault. All of their classmates and everybody else in the whole world is doing the thing. And they feel quite left out. Yeah. So just tread, tread lightly with the kids. Yeah, and and that's hard because I get that, and it's still, yeah. And you know, my mom, you know, I have um, I have a couple of photos of me dressed up before uh-huh. I, before I was a believer, and I look back at that, and you know, all I remember, well, first of all, I got beaten up on Halloween by somebody. I was wearing a Snoopy costume, oh. one of those one of these big Snoopy, you know, heads, and they ripped my they stole my watch on me, and. Um, just, you know, put a really mm-hmm. distaste in my mouth for the holiday. But, yeah, you yeah. know, I would go, we would go out on our streets and then we come back. My mom would go through the candy and I didn't mm-hmm. realize it at the time, but she was taking all, all the stuff that she liked and then giving us the rest. Oh, I thought that's what we were supposed to do. We took them for our razor blades, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess I would probably do the same thing, to be honest. I would. So. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. <laughs> I you get yeah. all those Snickers out of there. I would definitely get Everything, Snickers out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, my, my my neighbor just brought us. Keep the size at maximum density. Remember that. <laughs> right. You can't be a good mother without the size. That's right. I have mother size. You know. So. I I have a pretty flat butt though. Oh. Okay. Well. <laughs> I'm we'll, pretty... we'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> Uh, so I thought somebody else would have called in by now. I'm disappointed. Hmm. Well, can more than one person call in on at this at the same time? Uh, I believe so. Really? Okay. Did anybody else call in yet? <laughs> no. Come on, people. Barb called up, <laughs> and she's almost like a hundred, right, Barb? Oh, no. <laughs> almost. Let's see. That's what she almost. told me. Look. <laughs> I exceeded my three score and ten. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Uh, Everybody leave me alone. I don't want a flu shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I've, done, I've done my time. I'm not taking a flu shot for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a, we have a, a, yeah. I mean, I just hit 51. You could give me advice about, you know, being 51, middle-aged. Well, whatever it is, you do the exact opposite. I know you would. <laughs> oh, really? I probably. I'm such a rebel, you know. So you look well, forward to my interview tomorrow with Todd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm looking good. forward to it. Good. So, I'm glad. It was always uh, kind of a mystery to me. Um, as a little kid, I realize now as an adult that, and that carried through, my, um, the way I conceptualize different things mm-hmm. is very juvenile, like heaven and angels and 
do they fly and what do they fly in, wings and things like that. All of my angels are cupids. They float on a cloud. I mean, I have traditional angels. And so <laughs> it's really uh, interesting to have all these other people talk about, you know, different types of angels, different orders, and what they look like, what they do, that type of thing. Uh-huh. Because I was, I'm stuck at the cupid stage. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I like the cupid stage, actually. Although I, well, did, I did see an angel once. Did you? I did. It was it was um, it was right after I became a believer, actually. And I know you have I know you, you haven't heard this story, but but not all not all of you have. This is the very first time I saw. I've seen more than one angel, but when I saw this angel, I was the night before. My mother and I had gotten in a big fight, which wasn't unusual in my teenage years, as I was, you know, the Lord saved me and. And, um, of course I didn't understand spiritual warfare back then when I was first born again. Um, mm-hmm. and I had my own room and I remember about one 10 in the morning, give or take, um, all of a sudden this light hit my face and it woke me up. And I thought it initially was my mother opening my bedroom door in the hallway light. That's what I thought it was. Um, cause my mom uh-huh. was, my mom stayed up late. She watched the Johnny Carson show and you know, and all that. <clears throat> you, you probably did too, didn't you? Anyway, um, anyway, it turned out, you know, I kind of got startled and I was scared. I wore glasses back then. I was, I, I always wore glasses since I was 10 years old. And so mm-hmm. I got scared. I prayed, um, you know, cause I was a new believer. I prayed cause I was scared. And all of a sudden the room filled up with this immense peace. And I looked down at the end of my twin size bed, because remember I was just in high school and, and there was this huge, huge white figure. I mean, it was huge. It was massively big. It was probably as wide as my bed, if not wider. And it was as tall as the room practically. And I looked down and I was like, oh, that's the Lord. And, um, and then I, and I'll never forget it because it, and this was, like I said, like right when I was about 13, 14, um, and I, I went, Oh, okay. And I, I went back to sleep. I just went back to sleep the next morning when I woke up, I had this brand new love for life that I didn't have the night before. Cause I had been feeling suicidal the night before. Um, mm-hmm. and I felt totally on fire for the Lord and all that. So I went out, I, I got up, I, I went and I talked to my mom and I told her, I said, Hey, I saw this angel last night and then she went on to tell me how she had seen spirits and ghosts before. And I was like, okay, that's, that's not really where I want to go with this conversation. And I remember later that afternoon, I got on my bike. I rode down to my neighbor's house where my friend Renee was. And she was a Christian and raised in a Christian home. And I said to Renee, I said, hey, uh, I, I, I think I saw an angel last night. Because by then I had, I had determined it was an angel because the Bible says no man has ever seen Jesus or the Father. And so I was thinking, you know, hey, you know, whatever. And so anyway, long story short, <clears throat> um, Renee said, can you, you know, you want to go talk to, to my dad? And so I said, sure. And so I went into their home and, and Jim, her father, um, sat down with me at the kitchen table and he actually explained to me angels and how to interact with them. And, and so he told me a whole bunch of things, but the one thing 
that he told me was, he said, make sure the next time an angel comes to visit you that you ask, you know, you, you say what, you know, what's the message you want me to, to hear? Because that's what angels are for. They're to give you a message. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, so then from there, I started to pray that I would have that, that angels would visit me and, <laughs> and things like that. And I can actually tell you, um, that, that has happened probably four or five times in my life, specifically the angel visiting me at night. Um, and every single time it had to do when I was going through a very, 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 very difficult time emotionally and trying to deal with, um, the abuse and different things that I went through. Mm -hmm. Um, God just proved himself to be faithful. And so I, uh, um, yeah, so yeah. I well, one, what a wonderful story. It's wonderful. They're called ministering angels for a reason. Yeah. And so brought you some joy. Yep. That's not bad. Nope. That's a good deal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. And it, and it's, uh, you know, some people think, oh, you're crazy. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I don't care if you think I'm crazy or not. And yeah, you know, the interesting mm -hmm. thing is in the new age movement, you know, they, they mm -hmm. talk about all this type of stuff. And it's kind of like, well, uh -huh. you know. Okay, so you guys can get your spirit guides and you can do this, you can do that. But a Christian who actually believes in angels and devils and demons and stuff, if we engage, mm -hmm. you know, with the angels, not that we're supposed to be in doing that, but I think TV shows like Touched by an Angel and, you know, and Highway to Heaven and things like that kind of made the idea that, look, we do entertain angels unaware and they really do intervene, they really do intervene in our life, you know. It's yeah. just a matter yeah. of, yeah. of, do we really believe that? And I've had some weird things happen in my life. And I'm like, and me and Randall have, it's like, okay, that's just really. <laughs> no, you know, it, it's very, very real. Yeah. It, it is. It's exciting to get up in the morning sometimes to see what the Lord's up to. <laughs> yeah. I know, but that's right? a beautiful story. That, that's really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm glad it touched you. You're never, you're never alone. Nope. And uh, that is a ministry angel. That's called. Yep, I agree. And, and we, you know, we all have them, and we're having miracles happening all the time. We just don't notice. So my advice is to, you know, start looking. Yeah. You'll see them. It's true. And just got, that's the thing. God is so subtle. When you get the real flashy stuff, well, that that's kind of suspect. But God is very, very subtle. And he doesn't have to prove anything. So it's a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. It's very special when he does interview like that. Yes, it is. All right. I got a message here. I had to look at it. Okay. But, okay. So. Well, maybe maybe want... I should let you go and let somebody else talk. Only if you want. Well, it's up to you. Our show's only like 15 more minutes anyway. <laughs> Uh, so it's up to you. I'm glad you called. Somebody called. Yay, Barb came to our rescue. Yeah, you did. Like, there you go. Well, that was <laughs> kind of what I. It's kind of what I did when I woke. Yeah. <laughs> Coming yeah. to everybody's rescue. So, well, you know, we, we used to have a lot. Well, I think Periscope's having problems tonight, so there's like nobody in there tonight. Uh -huh. um, but we used to, when we were on Blog Talk Radio, and all of our archives are over there, by the way at uh, mm -hmm. blogtalkradio.com forward slash AC media as in, as an active Christian media. We had a ton of people call us up 
Uh, but we also had an 800 number that... Right. That nobody had to pay for. <laughs> well, you don't oh, okay. know these days. I mean, yeah. yeah. Most calling plans. Cellular calling plans. So is the it... calling format is very nice. It really... Uh, Oh, it's interesting. It makes a nice, homey atmosphere. People get to know everybody. Yeah. So it's nice. Well, you try it. If you I don't think... like it, you know, you don't have to keep with it. I like it because I, I, you know, most of the people that tune into our show that have mm -hmm. been, you know, friends of the show or donate to the show, mm -hmm. I know them all. You know, I we we have had on this show, it's been such a blessing. We've had a listener from Australia come and visit us in our home. We've had oh, really? we've had people from Texas, uh, uh, Ohio, Virginia. Um, trying to think, a couple from Ohio and a couple from Virginia, actually. Um, a couple other places too. But anyway, we've had quite a few people come come in, you know, become friends of ours as a result of this show. Oh. And it's crazy oh, to me because I would never have met these people in the world of the internet. Um, is interesting. Plus, I've had some questionable people <laughs> as well. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not for the faint of heart, is it? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's really, you get almost anything on the internet. And uh, you have to be a little careful. Yeah. I had a woman who um, followed me for years. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, she donated, she followed, she was, you know, clandestine practically the whole time. And then she wanted mm -hmm. help with, she wanted me to coach her. Cause at the time I was kind of doing some coaching and uh -huh. I was doing video coaching. And so I told her, I said, look, I need proof of who you are. I need to see your license. I need you on camera and all that. And after that, she just, she went away forever. Really? Yeah, she okay. act she actually told me she was donating in her sister's name, and yeah. Anyway, she wouldn't. I was like, okay, that's the weirdest thing. So there's some weirdos out there, for sure. Yes, yes, there are. Yeah, yes, there are. You have to be careful. But I try not to think about it too much. For me, it's mostly been well. Actually, everybody. It, it for me, it's always women. <laughs> okay. Well, I think maybe I'd take enough of your time. I don't yeah. want you to be worried. Oh, no, I'm not worried about you. But anyway, yeah, but anyway. So. But you know what? When a, when a man holds a grudge, watch out. Oh, jeez. I mean, <laughs> women are bad. They can be bad, yeah. But men, when they decide, oh, <laughs> you know, they just pull out the stuff. So. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, I make it really clear. If you lie to me you're not going to be in a relationship with me. I'll give you a few chances, but if you keep lying to me and, you know, playing games with me, I'm, I just can't, I can't deal with that. Uh, to me, that is that, that it, it speaks to the lack of integrity of that person. And if they're not aware that they're lying to me, they've been told that they're lying to me and we've explained it. It's like, forget it. I just can't go there anymore. I just can't. They're and, not. They're not aware that they're lying to you. My <laughs> word. I don't know. I'm not that, sure. That, that is the acid test. I cannot stand liars. Yeah. And as and as soon as I find that out about anybody, well, that's it. You yeah. Know. You warned me. I think. Pardon? You, I think you warned me about lying, didn't you? Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember now. I couldn't. No. Yeah. 
Well, one of the things that you said was you thought that me and Randall were authentic so far. So I'm glad I'm glad. Oh, hey, listen, after some of the experiences I've had, yeah. I may be testing for the rest of my natural life. I'm yeah. sorry. It's no. not your fault. No, I know. I understand. <laughs> trust me. No, don't do that. Don't trust me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> don't. Talk, do what Ronald Reagan said. Trust but verify. So, yeah. You know, it, it's funny because this little niche of the, the Internet, truly, I did not know you existed. I'm going, how did I miss her? I know. You know. How is it? You know, don't See, you... I, did, I did a lot on, on Blog Talk and then, uh-huh. you know, over to YouTube and things like that. And you... I guess I was just in my own little ghetto. This, this <laughs> is what I find really weird, though, about that whole thing is for years I have been connected to, you know, L.A. Marzuli and... Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Tom Horn and, and, you know, the Prophecy Watchers and, and all the big names in the, in the quote, so-called fringy areas of Christianity. I've interviewed all these guys. I've interviewed Bill Salas and he's a wonderful guy, by the way. Um, and just a lot, a lot of people Uh get all these guys on my show, but, but no one knows who the heck I am. In fact, the the first oh time... no wait, I, I'm I'm not a good um, sample. Oh yeah, I really yeah. am not. No, no, no. I mean, I think in general, like I remember, um, it was probably a couple of years back. I had L.A. Marzulli on the show. This is one of my funniest stories about L.A. He was on my uh-huh. show, and he he's difficult to interview because he controls the conversation. He's off. He often shows mm-hmm. up late for interviews. He, you know, he's kind of a type A per- personality. He's sweet, but he's a pain in the butt as a, as a guest. Um, okay. But, but so I was kind of sitting there, I was asking questions and mm-hmm. really the whole reason I ever have a guest on is if they have a product, that's why they're coming on. They're coming on to hawk their stuff. Right. So, you know, like this book tomorrow, right. This really Todd's, I mean, Todd would come on if he didn't have a book, but honestly he's coming on cause mm-hmm. he has this book. Well, LA had this, had a whole bunch of stuff that he was trying to sell. And, uh, and so all of my questions, you know, it's not like I get a, a list of questions from L.A. Marsley to ask him. And I'm just using him as an example because this was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I get lead questions from the typical published book, although I didn't get any for this book. I don't think any. But anyway, so I was making the conversation about his product and asking benign questions, giving the, him the opportunity basically to sell the product himself. Because that's what right. you're supposed to do, right? That's what the, that's what you do. And uh, anyway, uh-huh. long story short, the next day on my Facebook page, there were a whole bunch of insults from this one particular commenter, telling me how horrible I was as a interviewer, and I'm not serious enough. Blah blah blah. You know, blah, 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 blah. women should shut up in the church. You know that type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And and at the end of all of it's the, a curmudgeon. Yeah. It's a curmudgeon. Right. And mm-hmm. at the end of all of this blabbling, blah, 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 about how horrible I was as an interviewer, et cetera, blah, 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 they they ended it with oh, and by the way, I just spent a hundred dollars on LA Marsley's package that you guys were offering. <laughs> and, and so I went on my well, show. LA will be happy. Right. And I, so I went on the show the next day and I was, I, I read that and I busted up laughing. I was like, oh yeah, well, I'm so horrible and rotten, you know, but you were, 
you actually bought the product that I was helping the guy sell. So, you know, so from this seat, it's it's a very different position. And for me, I've had to learn over the years as a host, because when I first started, I pretty much interviewed whoever I wanted. And it was kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, I was getting books. My very first guest was actually Dr. Frank Turek, who wrote the book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. He was my very first guest. That's a pretty good first mm-hmm. guest. And then I had Amy Grant shortly after that. And and then from there, just, you know, the the, the names, you know, kept coming. Um, but I didn't know at the time. I didn't know. I never went to broadcasting school. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So I would listen to my favorite talk show host and I would listen to what she would do. And and I, I actually wrote down her script, like how she, you know, transferred to a call and how she hung up and and got rid of a call, how she went to a break, all that. I did all of that. You know, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And at the time, I recorded my show, and then eventually I went to live broadcasting, which is a completely different issue. Completely. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer live over taped any day <laughs> for a couple of reasons, because if you're kind of a perfectionist, you want to go back and edit stuff, and that would be Randall's oh. issue, not mine. Um, but... But over time, I began to realize, okay, look, this is why I'm getting these interviews because this person has a book, you know, this person has a CD, this person mm-hmm. has a seminar or whatever. And, you know, but the, the focus changed to the relationship as well. And then at one point, frankly, Barb, I got so sick of guests that I just said, okay, you know what? I'm not going to interview anybody. I'm just going to like go cold turkey for three months, not interview anybody. I'm going to see if I garner an audience without any guest. And we did. <laughs> Me and Randall actually got people listening to us without a guest. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. People are actually tuning in for us. Um, and, and that was the funny part for us. And really when... Why well, I tune in. I don't think it's so absurd. Well, but you gotta, I but, tune in for you guys. I know, but you have to understand that was years ago. Like year, okay. years ago, I came to that realization. Oh my gosh, people actually mm-hmm. just will tune in to listen to me and Randall, or me. Actually, mm-hmm. it was me for a while, and then, and then Randall. Um, so over the years, I have developed a relationship with our audience, and what I always thought was a weakness in my own life because my brother called me weird, and you have a weird sense of humor, and you laugh at your own jokes, and blah 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 blah. blah, blah. You know, um. That's actually what garnered me an audience. <laughs> so I'm like, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I've never like it for you. I've never been one that has really cared all that much about what people think about me, though. To be honest, I've never, I've never had that issue where I like care so much. Like, like people really care about like what I look like. I really, I really haven't. It's the weirdest thing. It's not like I don't care, but it's like I, I, I don't care. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, yeah. Well, I'm with you there. Yeah. I really am. Um, there's a lot of freedom in that. Yeah. You just be yourself. You're fine the way you are. It's a message. Yes. Don't worry about, you know, as long as people are listening to the message, it's the message. Yep. And, you know, people are becoming afraid to get on the radio anymore and express themselves. And it's really a shame. Um, I don't know where it's going to go. Hmm. Well, I, I kind of do. Censorship, <laughs> it's, it's going to go to the place yeah. where they're going to censor us and we're not going to be able to. 
So my friend, my friend Audrey Russo, who uh, does a show called Real Talk, R-E-E-L, Real Talk. She's an actress. Um, uh -huh. one, one of the things that she says on her show all the time is, you know what, get on here and, be, and actually state your point of view be, and stop editing your own thoughts. Stop censoring yourself. You know, and, and and we've talked about that on our show is like how people will center themselves instead of just really speaking their mind. That's what I did the other day when I was talking about racism. I really hesitated about that. And I did a call with some women that I, I coach um, a couple times a week. And one of the women is a black lady. And she read it. She read the whole thing. And she's like, and so I asked her, I said, Natasha, tell me what you thought about what I wrote. And she said, I thought it was fine. And and then I said, well, explain to me this issue then about the whole black thing and black women in business. I said, I don't get this. I don't understand uh, white privilege. <laughs> as far as I know, I didn't raise, right. I wasn't mm -hmm. raised with it. Um, and, mm -hmm. and she actually explained to me, she said, you know, really what it is, is, and she explained to me how um, in the black community, and if you're black, okay, and I asked her too, I said, do you like being called black or, I mean, I hate, why do we even have to do that? But anyway, I never have that issue with a Mexican or an Oriental or Filipino or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> she said, well, I'm not from Africa. So yeah, you can call me black. I said, okay. Anyway, so, so, so she said that in the black community that, you know, they, they fight against one another in that community because you know, they'll talk about the poverty and, you know, they'll talk about entrepreneurship and like how somebody mm -hmm. opened up a restaurant or something and they were black, but the person will instead, you know, other people will go eat at some other guy's place. He's a white business owner and, and then the black business gets shut down because they didn't have enough business. And so she said it was really just a way to encourage the black folk to go to a black owned business to support the black entrepreneur. And I, when but it, it set up a political correctness that is um, right counterproductive. It's not. It's not good. Yeah, and so I said, "Oh, okay. Well, that I totally understand. It just doesn't come off that way to me when I'm." When well, I'm, if it would stop at Madison Avenue, that would be fine. Right. But it, it's all this divisiveness. Um, we don't need any more of that. And right. let me and let and. Let me just qualify what I'm saying. I'm never happier mm -hmm. when I, except for when I'm downtown Detroit mm -hmm. working with people. Uh, so I, I, it's not a bias that you're hearing here. Right. Yeah. It, it's counterproductive. I know. Um, Bill, well, I was actually a tenant, and you know they were they were from down Detroit, and it's a long story. But you know he would tell me. Well, you just don't realize what we've been through and, and so on and so forth. And finally, I looked at him and I said, look, it's all true. I believe you. But don't be a victim because that's not going to help you. Right. It's just not going to help you. Mm -hmm. But, I, I, you know, I hear you. Yeah. I did the best I could. But I know what I said was correct. Right. Yeah. But, but you know, nobody, he, at least that's what he says. I, the, the best thing that I took away from that experience, when he was a little boy, he said that he used to see a, in a hole in his, in his wall, mm. a big black dog on the other side is very menacing. 
and he scared him as a little boy. And so, you know, he told me the story, and, and I said, okay. And I thought that's something that he grew out of, and it was, you know, something in his past. But they were with us for about 18 months. And before he left, he said, you know, he called them hallucinations. I, I call them a type of a vision. But um, he said, I haven't had any of those since I've been here. Hmm. And, I did, and I didn't do anything and pray over him, nothing. It's just that he needed a place to go and heal. Yeah. And I was just very, I was just very, very satisfied by that. And, uh, well, I hope they do well, you know. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good experience. Um, well, I don't know what else to say. Uh, the political correctness is destroying this country. And it's destro- destroying these various groups right. as well. Yeah, true. Um, and I can't, I can't really explain it. But you and I know it is. Right. No, I know exactly it's what you're talking pickle. about. You know, it's funny. I play pickleball with a lot of people. And half, mm-hmm. the, half the people, I, I wouldn't say half. I would say probably a third, maybe a third. A third of the people I play with are liberals. And um, mm-hmm. and and very adamant, like no guns, you know, kill your baby, you know, pro-gay, etc. <laughs> All that stuff. And they are they are certifiable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but but when you know, leather day. In fact, I was uh, I was playing pickleball, and one of my friends, uh, I was playing with, you know, what is uh, is an atheist, and me and him were playing mm-hmm. on the same side. It was me and him against these other people, and I and I couldn't I couldn't help. And I don't know what they think about. I don't know if they go, oh, I'm playing with Bible News Radio or whatever. But I I laughed internally because I thought to myself, the Lord has me playing with an atheist. <laughs> and you he's, know, he's I, I, on... don't believe, I think that term is an oxymoron. I, I do not believe that there are atheists. Right. But I he... do not believe that. But you know what I'm saying. But anyway, the thing is, is so. But he's on my side, and we're playing together, and that just goes to show you that you know pickleball can bring people together. People. <laughs> there you go. Today I was I playing with a pastor, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I wish I was playing with that atheist because he was playing a lot better than the pastor was today. <laughs> so... the, the atheist may have had more faith, actually. <laughs> yeah. Who knows. So. I, I've had atheists uh, ask me to pray for different things. Yeah, I have and, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and one one time it was really really amazing. Uh, she called me up. She was a teacher too. She worked, you know, in a, in a school, and and uh, she lost her appointment book. Well, one of her kids picked it up and stuck it in their bag. But she she was lost. You can only imagine mm-hmm. as a counselor, you know, having people come in all day. You don't know who's coming. And so she asked me to pray to find this book. So I did. And then a couple of days later, she called me. So that was good. Anyway, no, I, I do that all the time, though. I just sort of, my approach is, well, of course you're a Christian. You know, we're going to pray and we're going to do this thing. And I guess I'm so overbearing that before they know it, they're doing it. <laughs> That's funny. The, the barb approach to evangelism, you probably don't want to copy it, but. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have my own approach, which is put my foot in my mouth constantly, but whatever. I don't care. I actually, my book, my new book coming out is called Pickleball Faith. That's what it's all uh-huh. about, really. It's about um, 
built the relationships that I built in pickleball, but really my relationship with God and, and some <laughs> things that he's done in that community, it really carries over to everywhere, but pickleball. It's just everywhere. Happens, just happens. It's everywhere. We should be living and breathing. Every breath that we take should be an expression of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is. It is. People are looking at us, you know. I know, especially me. Behavior. Yeah. I have no idea what you look like. You should send me a picture. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, all right, you asked for okay, it. Okay, I will. <laughs> we won't put it on the screen, but, yeah. I was like, who is this woman? How how will I know? But actually, I do know because, like, you know, it's weird talking to somebody that you've never seen because you, you kind of visualize what you think they look like, right? Oh, uh, that's interesting. What do you think I look like? Oh, jeez. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, what do I think you look like? No, 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 chicken. chicken. Okay, no. I was just going to say, what do I think you look like? Okay, let's see. Okay, so I, I well, you've made a comment about your girth, right? I mean, you, you more or less said you're. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm so, in the Sunday side club, yes. Are you? Okay, but that's, that is, that is, um, that's questionable. My aunt, who is. 70 thinks she's fat and it's like you know what she's like this petite 5 2 uh, uh-huh. person who's like a size 10 or something i don't know i you know listen that thin I, may be in but fat is where it's at and don't you forget it gotcha i don't i mean Daddy? i really I have no clue i mean you're older <laughs> do you have wrinkles let's see I, okay i maybe a little here like around your eyeballs that's probably it and I would, say, I would say that you probably have like some smiley wrinkles if you have any, because you smile a lot. I can tell that. I've got, I've got a lot of frown ones too. I had teenagers. Oh, you did? So. Okay. Well, I don't yeah. have any of those. I got a big baby in diapers though. He's 91. But anyway, you know, so <laughs> he makes Listen, I've taken up enough time. <laughs> so I'm going to let you go. And you need to do your commercials. You passed due, I think. Actually, I already did my commercials. Weren't you listening? No, oh, I missed it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't do my legal okay. shield one. I should do that and then end the show, unless somebody else wants to call I've it. got to go over there and check Ariel out. Yeah. So I haven't done that yet. They, have okay. some, they really do have some good stuff over there, and you would like it. Well, you have a good night. I'm going to let you go. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Good night. <laughs> All right. See, Barb saved the day, people. Mm-hmm. So did anybody else call in? Are you over there still? I'm over here. He hasn't left. Okay. I haven't left. (laughs) I I probably have a completely different vision of what Barb looks like. I don't know. It's it's so funny. Ann B. Davis, you know, Alice on the Brady Bunch. That's what you look like, Barb. (laughs) uh, I don't know. I have no idea. It's funny when people have told me that, you know, they think they know what I look like before they actually see me. They always say I'm petite and skinny. And I always laugh because I am petite, but I don't think I'm completely skinny. Not how I define skinny anyway. Uh, But anyway. All right. So one last announcement. Unless somebody decides to call in before I'm done with this. Uh, If you have not yet um, purchased Legal Shield or identity theft protection for yourself to protect yourself and if you need to get a will done and you need to use the service that I provide then I would invite you to get in touch with me um, and sign up okay if for some reason you are already a member of legal shield and identity theft um, 
and you already have ID D shield, um, then let me encourage you to use your service. Use it. Get your will done. If you're one of my members and you still have not got your will done yet, contact your attorney provider law firm and get it done. That's part of the reason you bought the service. <laughs> and you know what? Most people, actually the stats show here in Tennessee, people in Tennessee, what was the stat, Randall? Something like 3% of the people who get the service get their will done. I mean, it was ridiculously how low. I mean, it was really a low number. Um, so get 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 your stuff done. ID Shield, if you have not signed up for that, I really want to encourage you to do that. You know, I was talking to somebody today. They were telling me about, um, who was it that was telling me? It was somebody. Or No, maybe it was on my call. Just that, you know, they know somebody that, that got their identity stolen. They're like, yeah, I need that. You know, don't risk that. Um, don't risk getting your identity stolen because you know what? It's a mess to clean up. And with our service, we have that restoration aspect that other services don't. And we're more affordable than they are too, um, by the way. So you can get in touch with me. Just contact me through Bible News Radio anywhere. Even my website, you can email us through there like Barb has, um, Facebook. I usually check Facebook last, just so you know, um, as far as on my page, um, you know, or Twitter, you can tweet me too. Um, and you can, you can do that. Also, if you're not on my text message list yet, text Bible news, it's coming across the screen right now. Text that term Bible news right down there to three, three, two, two, two. You'll get my scripture. I send out every day. If I remember, um, you'll get tweeted about when our show is on and, um, also, um, sometimes I do contests and stuff. So, um, you know, you want to be on that list. Try not to bug you too much, but I do try to bug you every day. So, <laughs> but it's a text message list. It's really easy. You'll get it. It's not a big, long email. I pretty much killed email for the show. Cause it's, you know, sometimes I do, but most of the time I don't. Okay, Bareface, do you have any other announcements or anything? Uh, no other announcements or anything. No callers? No. Nope. It was just Barb. Yep. Okay. I, th I thought that was cool. <laughs> I love when people call in and talk. You know, if they found it's just like, really? How hard was that? So I think I'm going to... It was so sweet. I'm going to end this meeting. That's out there. We're going to end the meeting. Okay, that's it. No more people can call in. I mean, we're going off air, right? So. Yeah, we're going to go off air. So I'm tired. Randall's tired. Um, I am sore from playing pickleball too much, which is my own fault. I admit it. <sighs> but um, I am happy to say I will report that I did eat chicken tonight. And so far hey. I haven't gotten sick. I was scared after getting food poisoning. Gosh, ugh, I didn't want to eat chicken. But I overcame, people. Yeah, I did. The chicken didn't. The chicken was dead. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys have a good night. Uh, tomorrow, like I said, the Nonprofit's Guide to the Book of Revelation is going to be our topic with Todd Hampson. Right there, Todd Hampson is our guest. So make sure you check us out live. We're going to give away one copy of this book to whoever calls in or talks to us tomorrow whenever I, I do that giveaway. So... Hope to see you then. I won't actually see you, but you'll see me. But you know what I mean. So remember, be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you, everybody. Yeah, he does.